Praise the Lord. Well, today is the first weekend of the year 2021. We stepped into it just a couple of two or three days ago. And uh, it is customary for SIBKL for the first weekend and the next weekend at least for us to what we call cast vision. So that's what I've been doing now for over 20 um, how long now? I can't remember. 26 years as a senior pastor of this church. So every first weekend of the year, I cast vision. In other words, I share with the church the direction that we are moving into this coming year. And uh, the theme for this year is together we overcome. Together we overcome. The key word here is not only overcome, but together. In fact, the word together has always been in the theme for the last three to four years. You would remember those of you from SIBKL, that in the year, I think, 2018, or 2017, 2018, is together we build God's kingdom. And uh, last year and the previous year was together we follow Jesus. So this year and probably next year, the Lord impressed upon our spirit, we overcome. Why? Because more than any other time, in my memory, the challenges that we face individually as a family, as a church, or even as a nation has never been that great. And so the Lord impressed upon us. Can you imagine that even before uh, 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 all these things struck, got worse and worse, we have to overcome. And we must do it Together, alone we can't. Together we can. And as I prepared this message, an illustration came to my mind. And um, I've got a picture here of emperor penguins. And uh, emperor penguins are very unique creatures. They live in the Antarctica. They are very social beings. And uh, they do things together. They even synchronize their diving and their surfacing. So they do things together. So they're very social beings. And one of the habits they have is that they huddle together, especially during the bitter cold of the Antarctica winter. The reason why they huddle together in what is called the turtle formation is that those that are in the center are warmer than those who are at the periphery. But the amazing thing is this, is that as the, peop as the penguins in the center get warmed up, slowly they begin to etch themselves out in the periphery so that the people at the periphery can then go into the center and get warmed up. And in this way, as they go to this what we call turtle formation, they are able to help each other 
withstand and survive the bitter cold and winter of the Antarctica. How did they do that? They survived together. Listen, if the animal kingdom can learn to survive together and overcome together, how come we human beings with all our high intellect don't know what to do? Huh? How come is it that human beings want to isolate themselves, insulate themselves? No. Together, we overcome. Come on, everybody say it with me. Whether you are in a home or living room or bedroom, come on, say it loud. Are you ready? One, two, three. Together, we overcome. One more time. Are you ready? One, two, three. Together, we overcome. And we can do it together. Many of you know that um, I will be doing the book of Revelations this year, and I will share with you a little bit more in the next few minutes how we're going to do that. You know that in the book of Revelations, the word overcome occurs 17 times, one seven times. In other words, Revelation is for overcomers. You know, there are no whims in heaven. Oh, Revelation is not for wimpy folks. Ayo, I cannot. La. Oh, yo, I give up. La. No. The entire book of Revelation from chapter 1, verse 1 to the last verse of Revelation, chapter 22, it is for the overcomers. 17 times the word revelation, uh, overcome occurs in the book of Revelation. And it comes from the word, guess what? Nike. The Greek word means to prevail, to surmount. In other words, we are encouraged to overcome, to surmount. In fact, that's why Nike is doing so well today, right? That's why the word Nike is so well to the brand Nike. We all know that. Uh, just do it. Just do what? Overcome. That's why it's doing so well in the world today. Because they, the people that, 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 that wear the Nike shoes, maybe wear the Nike sports jacket, name it, they are encouraged to overcome. And overcoming in the sports world is prevalent. If you don't overcome, you will lose. You don't, overcoming, you don't have an overcoming mindset, you will be defeated. Whether in sports, whether in the animal world, more so in the spiritual world. More so this year. We must overcome. You'll be hearing quite a lot of my illustrations and quotes from Revelation. Can't help it, right? Because I eat, sleep and dream it. I told you that. Huh? I eat, sleep and dream it. And I'm so excited to do it for, with you. I'm going to show, well, show with you how we're going to do it. There are two recurring sentences or phrases in the book of Revelations. They keep coming again and again seven times in the first two chapters when we deal with the seven letters of Jesus to the seven churches. And these two recurring refrains, I call it, is number one. To each of the seven church, Jesus says, uh, why? Because revelation is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's 
One verse one, Revelation. The revelation of Jesus Christ do his bond servant John. So Jesus Christ is revealing to you, telling you seven times. Seven is a number of perfection. Two refrains keep recurring and recurring again to the seven churches. And it applies to us today. It doesn't apply only to the days of the Asian, in Asia Minor. And the two rephrases this. Number one, he who has a year to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. In other words, Jesus is saying to you, hey, I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to you. It doesn't matter what church you come from. Not necessarily SIBKL. If you belong to the body of Christ in Malaysia, this message is for you. He who has a ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of God says to you. Say what? He who overcomes. Seven times. He who overcomes. And the amazing thing is this. I'm just giving you a preview of what is to come in the following weeks. Every time in each of the seven churches, when Jesus says, you must overcome, every time you overcome, God says, I reward you. Every time, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, a, a child. Hey, you walk, I walk. You walk, I give you a reward. Hey, you do this, I eat your, your, your dinner, I give you special, something special, something reward, right? So Jesus says, if you overcome, I give you this seven times, seven rewards. And these are the seven rewards. You know, there are seven blessings of revelation, what I call the seven beatitudes of revelation, but this is different from the seven rewards. And I look at it in detail later part this year. The seven rewards are very different from the seven blessings. Seven is perfection. And each one of these churches, God says, Jesus says rather, if you overcome, you will, number one, eat from the tree of life. Wow. The tree of life was in the Garden of Eden. But now, Adam and Eve were banished from the garden. They were banished so that they could not eat from the tree of life. But now, Man is brought back into the garden, so to speak, or the city. And you know, now I encourage you to eat a tree of life, but it's not for everybody, only overcomers. Wow. I can wax lyrical in each of this, right? I, I won't. I will have to prevent myself. The second reward is that they will not be hurt by the second death. Third is they will be given some of the hidden manna. There are certain manner that's hidden. In other words, there are certain things that God only reserves for overcomers. There's common food and there's special dishes. This is the hidden manner that God only gives to the overcomers. They will have authority over the nations. Can you move for me? Thank you. This is not working. Thank you. They will be clothed in white garments and will never be erased. Isn't it amazing? They will never be erased. In other words, if you don't overcome, I'm just baiting you. Huh? Could you be erased? And those who overcome will have 
written on them the name of God. Whoa! And where do you think the name will be written? Revelation 22, on their foreheads. Why the foreheads? Is it possible then that if you overcome, you think the thoughts of God? Because then, then you have the mind of Christ. Again, I don't want to go ahead of myself. I like the last one very much. When we overcome, not if, uh, we have to overcome. It's not even an option. It is life and death. To the church of Laodicea, Jesus promised that when you overcome, you will be given the right to sit with Jesus on the throne. In other words, we will reign with the Lord. Isn't it amazing? We will reign with the Lord. Come on, it's a good time to shout hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Hallelujah, come on, let's give God a clap offering. Don't you want, I want to reign with the Lord? Who wants to live a defeated life, huh? Who wants to live a life growling and groaning and complaining? No. What kind of a Christianity is that? No. When I look at each and every one of the seven rewards, God says that I will give it to you freely. But we must overcome. And so you say to me, Pastor, I want to overcome. How? How do I do that? So I'm going to spend the rest of my message this, this weekend sharing with you three things, three ways in which we, must, we can overcome. One more time, everybody says, together we overcome. One more time, together we overcome. Thank you, those of you who are sitting in front of me. Thank you so much. Incidentally, we are coming live. All right, we are coming live to you from BY. The three ways in which we can overcome is number one, we must consecrate. Secondly, we must connect. And thirdly, we must contend. Firstly, we must consecrate. We must consecrate. In other words, we must set ourselves apart for God. And the verse I have for you is Acts chapter 6, verse 3 to verse 5. And the context of this is that apostles in the early church were undergoing tremendous persecution. They were doing through tremendous trials and tribulations, like what I believe we will go through in the coming year. It's not going to be easy, believe me. That is why I believe that the Spirit of God prompted us to tell you, to tell the church, to tell the church in Malaysia, hey, this year we need to overcome and the first way to do is set yourself apart unto the Lord. Pull yourself away. Spend time. And that's what the apostles did in Acts chapter 6. In the midst of all the busyness, in the midst of all the challenges and all the opposition they faced from the Roman Empire, they said that we will turn this responsibility of serving over to them, the deacons, and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the Word. And this proposal pleased the whole group. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. 
when you and I know it's the right thing to do, there will be peace in our spirit. Understand? We know that. We know that. And I'm sharing this with you. And you know it. I'm very sure you know it. In the midst of all the lockdown, what do you do? Come on, man. Read the Word. Pray. And these are the two things. And I shared this with you already at the, at the wash night service. And I just am going to elaborate and amplify what I started at the wash night service. Two things. When you talk about consecration, only two things, not programs, not, not all kinds of things. We can't even come to church to serve now, right? So what do you do? Besides watching Netflix and all kinds of things, huh? Read the Word, man. Read the Word and pray. Look, the Word of God doesn't come to you one, no. You have to open the Bible. You have to pray one. So, so, so can I encourage you? Let, let, me begin, let me start with the Word of God. That's why this year in SIBKL, we are going to focus big time, a lot of time on the ministry of the word, which is what we are well known for, all right? So what we will do this year, we do what we call the end time epistles, all right? From pulpit teaching, we are going to January to February, uh, we have the overcoming series, all right? And then March, and this is what we'll do the whole year, all right? Just to give you a, a head start, all right? From March to May, we will then start with the letters to the seven churches in Revelation, and then we will stop it there, and then in May to July, i tell you why we'll stop it, uh, the Revelations uh, from chapter 2 and 3, we'll stop it in May, and then we we'll go to First and Second Thessalonians, what we call the end time epistles, and August to September, we do Jude. Jude is outstanding, I'm telling you, only 24 verses, every verse power pack one, no. Every verse power pack, I tell you, 24 verses, uh, you can preach 24 sermons on it. So we're going to do that for August to September and October to November, we're going to do the second half of Zechariah, which we stopped last year at chapter 8. And uh, I just share with you some of the, uh, the, the topics that we do at the Overcoming series. Uh, we'll do Overcoming Me, Overcoming Deception, Overcoming Fear, Overcoming Together, Overcoming Challenges, Overcoming Suffering, Overcoming Unbelief, and Overcoming Apathy. So at the end of January to February, I think it's before Chinese New Year. Chinese New Year is middle of February, right? And then we take a break for Chinese New Year. And after Chinese New Year, we will now begin on Revelation chapter 1, 2, and 3. Why? Because it talks about the seven churches, and that's preachable. That can be preached from the pulpit. But from Revelation chapter 4 onwards, cannot preach one. Why? Because a lot of dragons, visions, all kinds of things, the beasts. And it, it doesn't do justice to the book if we just preach it for half an hour every weekend. No. So what are you going to do? So next year, from May to August, after we finish the seven letters to the seven churches, we will now begin to do the book of Revelation verse by verse. From the beginning of May right until August, every week, two hours. Solid two hours and it will take us 13 weeks to complete 26 hours of teaching on the book of Revelation every week. And I will do it. I personally will do it. 
to cap the entire year of teaching, it is incomplete just to do revelations alone because a lot of revelations has a lot to do with Daniel. So we're going to get Rabbi Efnaboski all the way from Jerusalem on Zoom to teach us on Daniel. Believe me, you will be blessed. I heard him uh, several years ago in Singapore when he did the book of Daniel in just about seven, eight hours. But we're going to give him 10 weeks. 10 weeks. Wow. And he's a Messianic Jew. You know, it's very complicated, Daniel, you see. So when we look at all the teachings that we install for us in the coming year, whoa, we are going to be blessed because the Word of God is now part of our system. We now need to work it out, work it out. So the other thing we must do is prayer altars. Remember, we must consecrate. So not only do we read the Word, study the Word, but we need to pray. So can I encourage you? Let's spend more time praying this year. And I just want to show you our weekly prayer altars every week. We have a prayer altar every day, all right, uh, from... Every day we have a prayer altar. It's very confusing, I know this. It's a very confusing uh, 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 diagram. But just, just take it from me. Lah, huh? Every day we have a prayer altar, daytime, minimum three hours, all right, from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. On then Friday we have 9.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. in three-hour blocks, all right? And then we have night altars on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, and midnight altars on a Friday. And then on a Saturday we have an early morning prayer altar. Can, can, I, can I encourage you? Hey, talk, talk, talk. Let's all start next week. Next week, we're going to have our usual early dawn prayer altar. Next week, beginning from Tuesday right until Friday, 6 a.m. to 7.30. Can I encourage you? Wake up. Wake up. I don't know about you. I wake up at 5.30 or 6 o'clock. I'm already awake. What do you do? Toss around the bed, cannot sleep. No, wake up and pray. So can I encourage you, whether you're from SIB or from other churches, join us. By Zoom, we're going to have a bigger crowd across the whole of the nation of Malaysia. Let's pray, all right? Uh, every morning in the early dawn prayer altar. And then Saturday, we're going to have a special anointing service, all right, especially for families, especially for children who are going through uh, exams this year. You know that when we do this every year, we're doing this for, um, for so many years now, we, we see our children doing very well in the exams. Literally, we have people going to Oxford, Cambridge, uh, Ivy League universities, Columbia, Princeton even, and LSC in a, and key universities in Australia. So we want, we want our children to do well, all right? So join us for the anointing service at 7.30, all right, this coming Saturday. So how do we overcome? Number one, we must consecrate. Everybody say we must consecrate. One more time, too soft. One, two, three, we must consecrate. Number two, we must connect. We must connect. And you've heard me say this a hundred times. The way to overcome this lethargy the way to overcome this indifference, the way to overcome this, I won't say it, sorry, I want to say it, laziness, is to connect. 
connect with what? You, talk, you heard me say this. We have to connect, connect, connect. That's the way to get yourself up and lift your spirit up. Or else you'll be a potato couch. Connect with God. Consecrate. It must be intentional. It doesn't come automatic one. You have to resolve this year, 2021. Yes, Lord, I want to connect with you. I want to consecrate myself to you in a deeper way. I want to connect with one another. So in SIBKL, we are very fortunate. 70% of us are in cells. So can I encourage you to connect, group, encourage one another physically, even on the Zoom. And of course, the other thing is connect with outside world. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to deal with this too much because Pastor Lee Chu, next week, when she continues the cast vision, she will spend more time on this, and on this way of overcoming to connect. But suffice it to say that let me give you a verse taken from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and verse 25. It says here, and this is the Word of God. If the Word of God tells you to connect, tells you to meet together, obey lah. Okay? So let me read Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to verse 25. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. So let us not give up meeting together. See the word together is there, right? Together, right? Together, together. Let us not give up meeting together. The Lord said to us, together is together. G-A-T-H-E-R. G-E-T-H-E-R. G-A-T-H-E-R. Together is together. So let's not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another all the more as you see the day. What day? The day of the Lord approaching. But let me now spend the rest of my time on the third thing. How do we overcome? Read this with me, church. Come on, everybody read this with me. What are the three ways in which you overcome? Are you ready? Read it with me. Number one, we must consecrate. Number two, we must connect. Number three, we must content. What is content? Content, according to the Cambridge Dictionary, is to complete, compete in order to win something. Not complete, that is a spelling mistake. It's to compete in order to win something. It's to struggle with the enemy in order to control. So in other words, if you do not contend, you will be overwhelmed. So who wins? Huh? Who wins will control. See? So who wins will be able now to take over. So the key is this, my friend. Are you going to allow the evil one to take over your home, your family, your business, our nation? Look, I, I don't know. I was, this is just suddenly, I, I just sensed it. 
You know, over the last eight days, I've preached three times. And suddenly now it comes to me that there is a trend in which I, I, I share this with you. Because beginning from Christmas weekend on the 27th of December, I shared with you the clash of two kingdoms. Christmas is not merely a baby being born and jingle bells and presents. No, it's a clash of the spirit of Herod and the spirit of Jesus. It's a clash of two kingdoms. And over the watchtag service on 31st of December, I shared with you that we must build a firewall. And today, somehow, the Lord just impressed upon our spirit we must overcome. We must contend. So, so to me, I see a trend of aggressiveness. I see a trend of offense. I was fighting forward. I see a, a militaristic connotation, an aggressiveness, a divine aggressiveness that we must now take in the coming year. We must fight. We must compete in order to win. And the scriptures that come to my mind, Philippians chapter 1, verse 27 to verse 28, Paul says, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit. Where was Paul now? In the prison, right? So in prison, you would have thought that he would be so down, his spirit is so low, because, you know, I mean, people, why should he be in prison suffering for the gospel, right? But he said, no, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit as he tells the church in Philippi, contending as one man, contend together, one man, for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. Look, we will see opposition, we will see challenges. We will go through trials and tribulations. I don't have to tell you that. So what are you going to do? Give in, lah. Give up, lah. No, don't do that. Fight, man. Fight. Fight, man. First Samuel chapter eleven, verse six to seven. The context was the Ammonites were attacking Israel, a huge army. And the elders of Israel wanted to give up. And they, and they sent messengers to the Ammonite army. We give up. And the Ammonite army, you know what they said? The general said, yes, you can surrender, but on one condition, that you allow us to gorge out the right eye of every one of you. What? Surrender? So cannot. Ah. You see, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy your home, your health, your peace, your tranquility, your equanimity, your serenity. Come to destroy our nation. So what do we do? Allow him? No! That's what Saul did. So the Spirit of God came upon Saul in power and he burned with anger. He took a pair of oxen, cut them into pieces, sent the pieces by messengers throughout Israel proclaiming, this is what will be done to the oxen of anyone who does not follow Saul and Samuel. Then the terror of the Lord fell upon the people and they turned out contended as one man. You know, the terror of the Lord, it is the fear of God, fell down by everyone and they say, yes, we fight, we fight. And they fought and they won. Listen to me very carefully, my friend. The devil wants to take your health. 
The devil wants to take your family. The devil wants to rob your children. The devil wants to take away your finances. The devil wants to take away our peace. What do we do? We fight, man. We don't groan. We don't complain. We don't grumble. Hey, listen to me. The only difference between a groan and a grave is when we do nothing. Can I repeat that? The only difference between a groan, 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 and the grave is a very short distance. We just do nothing. You know, I, read, I love reading books. Several books I read twice. This is one of them. Francis Frederick Penny, This Day We Fight. Maybe about 10 books, as far as I know, I read twice or even more. For example, Edmund Chan's Growing Deeper with God. Jim Collins, From Good to Great, excellent book. Malcolm Caldwell, David and Goliath, The Art of Battling Giants, and then the other book of Malcolm Caldwell, beautiful writer, is Blink, The Power of Thinking Without Thinking. But this one, this day we fight by Francis Frenchie Penny. I remembered several years ago when we were doing the book of Joshua, I quoted extensively from this book. It inspires me. This day we fight. Man, you've got to fight, man. You've got to fight for your children. You've got to fight for your home. You've got to fight for your finances. You've got to fight. You know, I know of one captain in an army of a country, won't tell you which country. He, would, he came to pick me up from the airport one day. And then I, I talked to him about his life in the army. And he tells me this, you know, pastor, I'm a captain in the army. And when there were recruits, the, he was a CO, commanding officer of the recruits. And he tell the recruits when he appeared to him the first day with the, with the hair all shaved, he said, all you need to do is answer yes, sir. Only one word. Everything I say to you, you say yes, sir. Yes, sir. And he said to you, to them, do you know when you are going to be soldiers today? You're going to be trained for two years. He said that the reason why you're soldiers is because you must fight. Because the enemy comes in, and when the enemy comes into our country, he's going to destroy your home. He's going to, to rob all your money. He's going to kidnap your children. He's going to rape your wife. And you're going to fight and defend. Yes, sir. I can't hear you. Yes, sir. You know, the enemy is going to fight, to, to rob everything that you have. What do you do? We fight, man. We fight. So can I have the worship team on, on the stage as I close? Man, we got to fight, man. Because if we don't do that, we will be overwhelmed. So when I say, when we say, we must overcome, it's not just a cliche, you know. Spiritual. You decide, you decide. Are you going to remain like that lethargic? 
Are you going to remain indifferent? Are you going to allow market forces to dictate your spirituality? I don't know. Something in my spirit tells me this year is going to be different. We got to fight. I'm going to read this as I close. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. It's not an option. He didn't say, well, can I, can I ask you? Uh, you decide. Uh, no. Be strong. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power, my friend. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against rulers and authorities, against the powers of the dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. They want to destroy you. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and having done everything, stand, stand. Let me summarize as I close. This day we fight, we overcome. How do we do that? You must say and decide in your spirit, I cannot do that for you, my friend. And I don't want you to tell me it's a beautiful message. I don't need that kind of compliment. I don't need that. I want you to be so convinced your spirit man that this year, 2021, you want to take time to read the Word. You want to take time to consecrate yourself in a prayer altar, you and your family. You want to connect once again with God, with one another, with the outside world. And you want to contend. This day, we fight. This day, we fight. Father, in Jesus' name, Father God, even as the Word of God has gone forth on the first weekend of this year, may we take it to heart. Lord, may we take it seriously because if we don't do that, we will be overwhelmed. We will be drowned. And before long, Lord, we will just lose it all, lose it all, and we don't want to do that. Father, help us this day to, to really rise up in our spirit, man. Because Jesus, you have already won the victory. We do not fight for victory. We fight from victory. Father, we bless you, Lord. We bless you. Hallelujah. Come on. You know, Revelations is very victorious. In spite of all the trials and the great tribulation. Revelations chapter 12. Verse 10 says, For the accuser of our brothers accuses them before God night and day, day and night. But they overcame Him. How? By the blood of the Lamb. We've taken communion just now, friends. What is it? It represents the blood of Jesus Christ. And the blood of Jesus Christ is powerful. It will protect your family. 
will protect your psyche, it will protect your emotions. It will protect your work and your career path and your businesses and it will protect our nation because they overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony. And He did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Spend a moment of quietness before I close. Will you do that, friend? Will you do that, friend? Will you do that? Please. Wherever you are, no matter what church you come from, let us not take this year's theme as another theme. Let us really believe that we must overcome. We must consecrate. We must connect. We must contend for what is rightfully ours. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Father. Father, we trust you this day. Father, we come before you as we stand at the beginning of a new year. Literally, we step into the unknown and we don't know what lies ahead of us. We don't know the future, but we do know who holds the future. Father, we thank you, God, you have won the victor's crown. And all we need to do is enforce that victory in the world. All we need to do, Lord, is intentionally, deliberately, authoritatively enforce the victory in our lives, in our family, and not be lethargic and indifferent anymore. But this year, we rise up in our spirit. We rise up in our spirit. And this day, we fight. This day, we fight. Hallelujah. I sense in my spirit that some of you are having big problems and difficulties. Go to the chat room. There will be pastors and people waiting there to pray with you and pray for you. Remember, we are in this together. Remember the emperor penguin? The emperor penguins. Together. Together we can overcome. So go to the chat room. Would you do that? Let me pray as I close. Father God, I want to bless everybody here this day. That if we step into the new year, we know God is God is with us. Nothing can be against us. Kami yelah lebih dari pemenang. We are more than conquerors more than conquerors through Him who loved us. And You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you this day. May the Lord make His face always to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face towards you and your loved ones and always grant you Shalom. In Jesus' precious name I pray and all God's people say, Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.